I have been resilient to it because most of it seemed to be a media hype but not only the media is going crazy lockdowns are occurring christmas is impacted and flights are cancelled so what we will do is we will go back to the medical diaries go to the fundamental of virology and immunology we will look at it and then decide should we be scared worried or nervous about it and maybe there is a silver lining in this whole news so what's up boys and girls ladies and gentlemen uncle and aunties whosoever is listening to me my name is mayur and welcome to the podcast medical diaries by mayur and lorenzo so the first and foremost thing that i would want you to keep in mind is that when a virus is lethal and becomes more lethal its transmission slows down because a lethal pathogen makes the person very sick or even causes death because of that the person is going to stay at home or in the hospital and will not have any chance to give the virus to lot of people so of course the transmission stalls or reduces the other way around is also true so faster spread means the virus is less lethal but the concept of super spreader the concept of super spreader is counter to this argument media is sensationalizing things and i don't think it is to be worried about and i have scientific justifications for it there are mutations in sars-cov-2 so it is not a new thing that sars-cov-2 just mutated for the first time and sky has fallen there are many mutations i will explain why the concern with the current strain is amplified this virus currently is mutating for two amino acids per month it is a slow rate of mutation compared to other viruses we will highlight following questions did this happen before what is a mutation in this case are there more mutations why is the media so worried and hyped are vaccines effective are monoclonal antibodies still effective are people already infected and recovered at risk again is this virus not showing tests these will be the questions that will be highlighted in today's discussion the original mutation that started from wuhan is not the virus that we see nowadays mutations are minor it is still a sars cov2 virus from wuhan we had a mutation in europe when virus arrived in europe that was called d6 14g that became dominant strain in europe now it's actually globally dominant and it started in february 2020 in spain for some folks who were there for holidays or vacationing they introduced a new strain a222v and then there are thousands of strains and including current strain that we are talking about this strain technically is called as b117 Today the question for discussion is how do mutations occur and how much anxious we must be then after this my job will be done frankly speaking the rna of sars-cov-2 contains around 30000 base pairs consider them as bricks so these bricks the bricks which are used in construction so these bricks are connected and then the rna of this virus is made and virus of rna contains 30000 base pairs in the initial part there are various genetic pieces of the virus rna that makes various proteins when it is injected into the ribosome for example 
proteases, replicases, helicases, endoribonucleases. But what is important is the spike protein piece of RNA and today we are going to look out at this because media is using this to cause a lot of noise in quotes sensationalizing things. So this spike protein RNA starts from 21,563 to 25,384 numbered base pair. So about three to 4,000 base pairs are assigned to this spike protein. So you can say that these are not, these are the number of bricks that are necessary to make spike protein. So when the spike protein is seen, we have S1 unit, S2 unit, and there is receptor binding domain that is that can be called as the anatomy of spike protein and it is and these are the parts of spike protein so receptor binding domain is the part of spike protein that it uses to bind with ace2 receptors in our body and enters into our cell imagine the virus arrives in my body and i am infected the virus will use its spike protein to bind with my ace2 enzymes and enter into the cell into the cell, the genetic material of the virus will be translated to various enzymes and proteins that will make copies of viral genetic material. When new viruses are formed, they do not have this effective system to proof check their RNA. The genetic material of viruses is very large and because of that, it is possible at various areas the code may be misinserted or there may be a discrepancy in replication of the code and that is entirely possible and result of that is lots of strains of virus will develop every in every infected person because every infected cell is making thousands of copies the kind of mutation that occurs uh, it is possible that some mutations are bad for virus spike protein may not be present into that in another case in another case there may be chance that another mutated virus strain may have well developed spike protein it will be more contagious finally virus may change all and this is all by accident and become more lethal this may make infected person very sick for SARS-CoV-2 1 to 2 nucleotide mutation or change per month is occurring currently and that is a very low rate of mutation let's now talk about the new uk strain b117 also called as vui 2020-1201 now it's a very fancy name and i'll explain it to you why it is called as vui blah 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 so it means virus under investigation in 2020, 12 is like in the month of December, 01 is the first strain that was identified in December. So that is the name. Generally, there are many mutations in one virus. And this one strain, B117, has 17 mutations. Normally, for a virus to go from its parent virus type to 17 mutations will mean 3 or 4 years of continuous mutation, even more. If we consider two amino acid mutation per year, this means eight years will be required for 17 mutations to happen. So that is what is worrying all of us. This strain was originally observed in Kent region of the UK in September. They became suspicious about it as they were looking in the Kent region as the infection rate was not going down even after the restrictions were put. 
this virus progressed to progressed slowly till mid november mid november to now it increased rapidly and they say that 70% of infection in london are due to this maybe there was a super spreader event the other thing that people are concerned about is the mutation in spike protein let us look at the mechanism because the understanding mechanism is very important in this case there is a proposed hypothesis that this happened because infection took place in a immunocompromised patient just like any other person the virus will start replicating in the body of infected individual now in healthy individual antigen presentation will happen and that's how whole immune system will respond but in this individual who was immunocompromised immune system is not working that way in this individual the immune system isn't working that way that means this person has tons of copies of viruses that are formed lots of mutations are taking place that is lots of copies are made now this patient lands up into the hospital what hospital folks did was they gave the patient convalescent plasma so the patient was given convalescent plasma therapy now the convalescent plasma came from healthy individual in healthy individual the virus does not have a chance to make lots of types of copies so the antibodies present in the plasma will not cover all the antigen or cover all strains but immunocompromised person does have lots of mutated antigen so when convalescent plasma is given the antibody is going to take care of some of the strains that these antibodies were aware of from the healthy individual the remaining strain antibodies against them were not present antibodies could not work result is immunocompromised person would have lots of strains of virus cleared out but lots of viruses also left so convalescent plasma acted as a mop that took away only selected ones and remaining stayed and these are the new strains that spread into the society let's go more into the technical part of this there are two changes n501y and hv6970 deletion n501y is the change on the receptor binding domain of spike protein receptor binding domain is the area where it binds to ras2 receptors and against which we make monoclonal antibodies in this case the change that occurred on receptor binding domain where virus docks into the as2 receptors this change makes it more efficient for virus to dock this has better affinity and infectivity even in smaller viral loads the second change that places there are 3000 or so amino acids in spike protein area two amino acids have been deleted and it's like you have trimmed a short part of your nail and your hand is intact here is other sensitive part this is a deletion that was independently seen in france as well it was it is high frequency change happened in south africa france and other countries now what will be the impact on the line of treatment because of this mutation if we consider monoclonal antibodies virus will escape but there is no such data available that shows monoclonal antibodies have failed there was a question 
rising in the media that RT-PCR are not detecting the new strain. Frankly speaking, UK knows that this virus was there and it is prevalent in some geographic area. Don't you think that they will be finding it through RT-PCR? But there is no smoke without fire. There is a background also. Those RT-PCR tests that look at the part of spike protein with deleted amino acid then the RT-PCR test won't be able to identify the virus because that part of spike protein is changed. But a good RT-PCR test looks at three regions of spike protein, the spike protein RNA. Even if they fail on one zone, they may be successful on other two zones. Can a RT-PCR fail? Yes, if a bad kit will look at only the selected zone. On the other hand, if it looks at three regions, it might not fail. It might fail on one and not fail on the other two. So the question will be valid if the RT-PCR test is bad. What about vaccine? Will the vaccine be ineffective? See, size of the RNA that makes spike protein is 3821 base pairs. Like 3821 bricks make the RNA of the spike protein. Every three base pair, every three base pair makes one amino acid. That means 1273 amino acids are made. Five to six amino acid make an epitope. Epitope is something against which antibody can be formed. In the vaccine, the RNA for spike protein starts from 319 numbered base pair to 541 numbered base pair. That genetic material makes receptor binding protein. Once vaccinated, our B cells are going to make antibodies against 7 amino acids separately. So we have 1273 amino acids. So approximately 200 antibodies will be formed and there are overlapping antibodies also. Let us consider 100. 100 antibodies are formed. Now out of those 100, one or two have failed. So do you think our vaccines won't work? They will surely work. They will not have any problem. But let's be devil's advocate for a second. The problem would occur if these two that are failing were the neutralizing antibodies and all the rest were binding and useless antibodies. They were not binding to spike protein anyways on the right place and the ones that were connecting to the right place got mutated and antibody can't bind and then we would have a problem. So the impact of this is monoclonal antibodies may fail, RT-PCR may have signal issues, vaccines will continue to succeed. What about those? who were already infected and are recovered. Will they, be re will they get the infection again? Same exact thing that of vaccine is seen. Even better because now I will make antibodies against the whole virus. So I will have defending antibodies against the strain. So even if I get an infection again, I will have antibodies fighting against the antigen and one or two antigen where I will not have antibodies will not make any difference. Will it be more deadly? Analyzing the data, it doesn't found to be more deadly but government appears to say that it is not more deadly but there is no data available on this scenario. At last, medical point of view, I would like to say that because the virus is spreading fast, it's making people less ill. Unless there is a super spreader event that will cause the spread of a lethal virus and it will be given to others. 
Thank you for tuning in to Medical Diaries by Mayur and Lorenzo. See you next week. Until then, take care.